Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Mindshare Radio. My name is Kevin Whelan, and today I want to tell you a little story about how I used uh, a sponsorship of a local conference for the co-working industry, the niche that I do my consulting in, most of my consulting in, uh, and, and why I did it and, you know, why I normally wouldn't do something like that, but, you know, this sort of aligns with my core strategy. So I'm going to break it down and uh, and talk to you about, you know, when you should consider sponsoring, say, a, a conference or an event or something, and uh, what, in, in my case, why I why I did it and why I hope that it pays off in some way, shape, or form down the line. So there's a conference. Uh, it's called Juicy GCUC. It's a global co-working unconference conference, and uh, they do a North American conference at least once or twice a year. And this this year, it's a hybrid of virtual and in person. I'm not going to be attending the New York uh, in person. I don't even know if I'm able to get into New York uh, right now from Canada, but that's a whole different story. Um, uh, but I'm going to participate as a virtual attendee and uh, I'm not a speaker. I would prefer to be a speaker. Usually uh, I would either be an attendee and just show up or be a speaker. And um, if I'm a speaker, then that's going to be far better than any sort of a sponsorship is going to be. But um, and obviously, you know, these days it's going to be harder and harder to do that. Um that being said, my whole core strategy with Everspaces and with the clients that I work with um, is to sort of be ubiquitous to my target market. So for the co-working industry, there's probably about 20, 25,000 co-working spaces worldwide. I can't be ubiquitous for all of them. But within North America, I want to show up. I want my logo and my name to appear in all of the places that my clients and prospects go to so that even if they just passively become aware of me and they start seeing me here left, right, and center, they see my content, they see me showing up at webinars, they see me showing up at the end, other industry associations, events, and speaking there, uh, I become a ubiquitous kind of name, or at least I get reinforced in their minds as being someone who's ever-present, omnipresent. And so it's really the, one of the main benefits of having a niche or a niche in the first place is that you can become sort of omnipresent for your target market. And you can't do that unless you get to some level of specificity. So if you're going to be, say, a B2B marketer, uh, it's really hard to become ubiquitous to, to the B2B world because that's like half of the world and that's really impossible. Um, now, if you're going to be a local marketer, I, I tend to put yourself in a, uh, try to get you into a niche or a niche um, such that you're, you don't have to only work with local clients. I think the extent that your clients are all local uh, is a is a kind of a proxy for how generalized you are. So you, you just kind of become the local convenient option versus the best option, which is fine for small businesses. But once you get it to a level where things are expensive and important, people start going out looking for the best person for the job. And um, yeah, so all it is, all in all that is to say is that my job is to be ubiquitous in North America to my target market. Although now I've got clients uh, in the UK and Australia, although those are the exception and um, but generally I'm trying to focus on the North American market because that's my time zone and that's my highest propensity for getting or my highest likelihood of getting a new client is going to be in those areas. So, uh, ideally you want to, you want to have, you want to be an established credible expert such that people invite you to these, these shows. I was on a panel discussion for these, these folks when they came to Canada in the past. Um, so that was a nice opportunity to get in front of a new audience. Uh, this time I'm going to sponsor. And so it kind of does two things. One is for those that already know my name, uh, it, it, I, you know, I'm, they, they see it and they go, oh, there's there's Kevin, there's Everspaces uh, showing up in more places. He must still be active, must still, still be doing all these things. So I kind of create more of like a uh, connection and just it's a brand impression. And that's a really good thing. So it's subconscious, it's subtle. Uh, but when you're in a small niche or niche, it's really important to be in all the places so they, they can't turn left without hearing hearing you in this place, that place, someone talking about you. And people often come to me and say, whoa, I hear about you everywhere. You know, how are you doing that? You know, what's going on? And, you know, 
people are tend to be pretty impressed when they hear uh, and see me in different places and, and hear about me from different people. So that's kind of the goal that I'm going for is the be everywhere strategy. You can only do that in a tightly focused niche or niche. Ideally you want to be the talker, the speaker there. And the way you do that is through creating tons of thought leadership and content, ideally doing webinars and other video and, and educational content so that, you know, people can see that you're able to deliver your expertise in a coherent, coherent sort of manner and that you're worth putting on stage or in front of people. Uh, and two, to build your audience so that they want to invite you to be a speaker at your events so that you'll promote their event uh, as well. So they have access to your audience. Um, so that's your ideal situation. But when you can't be there, uh, you want to show up as an attendee. And we live in COVID time, so it's really hard to travel and, and get around and go to these conferences. Um, so, you know, I'm going to just be a virtual attendee this year. They gave me a ticket. So it's a thousand bucks. Although, so let me break down this, what the sponsorship includes. It's a thousand bucks. I get my logo on their website as a sponsor and I get a 30 second, um, a sponsorship on one of their podcast episodes. So that's good. I mean, at least it gets me in the audio ears of people who, if they're listening that know me and if they don't know me, they'll at least have heard of me so that the next time they hear, they see me somewhere doing something, they might click and resonate and say, I think I heard of them before him before Everspace before. Um, so that's good. The other kind of side benefit of this is this element of reciprocity and you know, they brought, they brought this group brought me on to, to be a panelist in the coworking Canada market, uh, obviously because I'm Canadian and, and, you know, I promoted it to my list and I showed up and I did my thing. Um, so they've already kind of given me access to their audience and I promoted that to my audience at the time, which was good. It's a mutual exchange. Now, I think just in general, you know, if you can contribute to people, contribute to companies, contribute to these organizations in some way, you know, with a different organization, I offered free consulting for the, for another association in the industry. And that's my kid running around in the back, uh, having fun. Um, and anyway, so I, you know, I contributed my expertise and they contributed a bunch to me in terms of getting me in front of their audiences and teaching things. And it was all good. It, it continues to be good. But anytime you can kind of give, whether, you know, sometimes like, you know, these, these associations, these conferences, they're getting, you know, especially in the co-working industry hit pretty hard, you know, monetarily, obviously they're going to be down. Uh, the industry itself, uh, is, is weathering a, a tough storm and is up and down depending on the market and depending on the situation. So I figure, you know, I throw in a thousand dollars, I get my name out there. I, I, I double down on the be everywhere strategy. And because I'm in a tighter niche, I'm able to focus on being everywhere and showing up in as many places as I can, even if it's virtually, um, and getting on the website. So when people register, they see my logo, see my name, et cetera. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, creating some goodwill and reciprocity so that maybe in the future they bring me back and, um, invite me to speak at a conference or something in the future, you know, but that's really not what's going on. It's just goodwill both ways. And I think, you know, as a contributor, contributor to your niche or your niche, you want to be giving your expertise. You want to be giving access to your audience. And in some cases you want to be giving in a financial way, especially in the case where there's these, um, associations and conferences and stuff. So I'm far from a big player. It's a thousand dollars. It's not 15,000. They've got many other tiers that are 15 plus thousand dollars and I won't be able to afford it. But as I said to them, you know, it's not much, but hoping to help fund their mission and to contribute in any way I can. And, um, yeah. So for me, it's aligned with my strategy and also my belief that, you know, you give a little, you get a little. Uh, so just wanted to explain that to you, you know, in the past I'd been offered to, to get a booth at a conference and I thought that would be too weird as a consultant to be standing there, you know, talking to people kind of felt too order takery and it sort of felt a little too like an employee or like a supplier and I don't want to be positioned as a supplier. So, um, 
So speaking at booths and conferences, typically not my thing. I'd rather be an attendee out there meeting people and then getting introduced to people that I know and just sort of developing my network kind of naturally versus being stuck behind a booth and then people coming to you and they kind of treat you like, you know, sell me on something. You know, it's a whole different kind of dynamic as a consultant. But if I were, say, a software provider, I would totally, you know, have do that or have someone on my team do that. So uh, just in the consulting world, it's a little bit different. So I'm not against paying for sponsorships in the form of booths, but... Uh, in this case, um, not a lot of people, I mean, not as many people are going to be attending in, in person and, uh, yeah, I just really want to kind of show up in the virtual places as much as I can and then show up as a virtual attendee and, you know, who knows where it's going to go for there. So I'll report back if I ever get some, you know, feedback from people saying they've seen me or heard me or, uh, or, or see my logo rather on their website or on the podcast. And, um, I'll let you know if it works, you know, it's an experiment. So at the end of the day, you got to be willing to invest some money and try things and, um, yeah, I'd be love to know if you've ever uh, done anything similar. If you've sponsored a, you know, podcast or a conference or any other kind of community or anything else, uh, I'd love to hear uh, if that's worked for you as well. That's all for now. I wish you would do, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.